views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. It is so great to be connecting with all of you. And you know what? This show ties right into the last show that we just did and the conversation of that. You know, this that was part one. This is now part two. This is now we are we have liftoff. How to make your first million as if it were your second. You know, I love this book. I love this message. Everything our moms and dads probably didn't tell us. I got to say it again. It's perfect. The, this show is how to make your first million as if it were your second with my very special guest, uh, Parvis Farugar, for, for, Farugar, joining me here today. I was so eager to say it. I could hardly get it out there. Parvis is joining me here today. Also the author of 2020 Hindsight. If I knew then what I know now I'd be a whole lot richer. I love this story and I love this book because what it says about the message, Benny, is that, look, I'm willing to share these things with the world so that perhaps some of you that read this book or or join me in some of the messages I give that Parvis is saying that maybe you're not going to step in the same potholes that I stepped into. And so what can we learn about this today? I'm so thrilled to have him here joining us. You know, 25 years, he's founded several multi-million dollar companies, started a mortgage company, employed over 500 loan officers. But all of that, you would think to yourself, wait a minute, wait a minute. If he did all of this, then didn't he know all of these things? You know, Parvis was a radio talk show host, longtime instructor, for Income Builders International, uh, now called CEO Space. But beyond all of this, right, he is someone that's got a message that could change your life today. And that's why I wanted to talk with him. You know, if you've got a big idea, and clearly if you've listened to the shows and you've heard us talk about, you know, the fact that we're launching a network with 10 channels, this is an idea that a village of people came together for. But where is our vulnerability? And our vulnerabilities come in many ways, starting from inside of us and not believing. Today, Parvis and I are going to take you on a journey that is so embedded in the idea that you do not have to have the mindset of a newly known millionaire. Why not be a multimillionaire 
and then some. Parvis, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. I really enjoyed that. Well, you know, is is there any truth in what I'm saying about this? You know, in terms of, yeah, if if we would have known then what we know now, that would be one scenario. But now you're taking this message out to people to say, wait a minute, you know, why step in the same potholes that I stepped into when you don't have to, right? Oh, you're absolutely right. And let's go back a step uh, to basically your title for the show, How to Make Your First Million as If It Were Your Second. Let's define that for a moment. If you have a millionaire who has learned how to become successful and wealthy and has also learned how to keep it, that's a whole different set of lessons, then if that millionaire loses everything, he knows how to make it back really quickly, much quicker than the first time around. And the reason is that there are certain lessons. Once you learn these lessons, success becomes a, um, a predetermined certainty. We call it success by design. Once you know the lessons, And whatever you set your mind on doing to go out there and become an entrepreneur and whatever, your success is a virtual certainty. These are lessons that apply to any kind of business. They're universal lessons. They're transferable lessons. Some of them are also life lessons. Once you learn them, you can join that rarefied group of individuals who know how to thrive in any kind of economy, who know how to build a business, become successful, live their dream, and if they want to, become a multimillionaire. Right, right. And I love one of the questions you ask in the book. I love this because I've jumped out of an airplane. (laughs) You you have to ask the question, would you get advice on how to jump out of an airplane from 12,000 feet from someone who has never parachuted before? No, I wouldn't. But we do that about business, don't we? We do that our entire lives, and, um, you know, this, I'm, I'm going to be a little blunt here, okay, but good. what we end up doing when we grow up, we want to learn how to become successful, how to make something of ourselves. Who do we go to? We go to our parents, who have probably never really become wealthy or really successful themselves. We go to our friends, who obviously have not done it. Then we go to guidance counselors who have probably never run a business themselves or had a real job other than being a guidance counselor. We go to all the wrong people. If you want to learn how to ice skate, go to someone who knows how to ice skate, who's an expert at it. And the same thing with becoming successful or wealthy. Go to somebody who has already achieved it, who knows how to get there. And if I may for a moment... We throw around these words, success and wealth. And yeah. I, I would really like to define those because they're two different things. Yes, success please do. Success and wealth are not the same thing. Um, we all know wealthy people who are miserable as can be. Why is that? Well, the reason is they're not actually successful. They're just wealthy. To me, success comes from fulfillment, leading a fulfilling life. And fulfillment comes from 
doing something you love, something that nourishes your soul. Now, can you become wealthy also? Absolutely. Virtually any business can be manipulated to turn it into an economic powerhouse. No matter what your passion is, no matter what you jump into, you can become wealthy doing it. But again, becoming wealthy is not the same thing as uh, becoming successful. And if if uh, I had the choice between being successful and being wealthy, I would choose successful. I would choose doing something that I love, that I'm passionate about, that nourishes me um, and makes me feel good, makes me enjoy what I'm doing. That's what it's really about. The money typically follows automatically, but even if it doesn't, there are things you can do to make sure you also become wealthy. I love what you write in the book, and I I would like to read this from the book. For those of you just tuning in, I'm reading from the book 2020 Hindsight. I love this part. You say, "Are are you ready for hard work, perseverance, and applying the knowledge I'll share with you? Trust me when I tell you this, I never inherited a dime, but in the end, I already had everything I needed to succeed, and so do you. I had a burning desire, and a failure is not an option attitude. I intuitively knew that if, I, if the desire is strong enough, then the impossible becomes merely difficult. I love that paragraph because you set the stage for what you're about to share. But you see, you don't leave many people out of the possibilities to achieve with that, do you? I don't leave anybody out. Every mm-hmm. person in your audience has the ability to become successful once they learn the right lessons. And these are the lessons that I try to share in my books. And every person in your audience has the ability to become wealthy if they want to do that on top of their success. It is simply a matter of learning the right lessons. I had to learn them the hard way. I was You know, for me, becoming an entrepreneur was not a choice. It was in my blood. I just jumped out there. I did it, and I had to learn these lessons the hard, the slow way, the expensive way. But I want to share share those with the world, uh, share them with your audience. So if they decide to take the plunge from, let's say, 9 to 5 to living your dream, you can do it a lot quicker, a lot less expensive, with absolute certainty by applying the lessons that I share with you. And, you know, this is part of really the conversation that's so important for us to have here today. And, you know, especially because I I love the way things happen. I really do, Parvis. One of the things I love is I love that, you know, we are in a, a place of excitement with what's being created here in a world that I never thought. I never thought in a million years I didn't sit down and have a business plan that said this is what we're doing. But I read a bit from the book, and you and I have very interesting parallel paths. Mm. I read you worked for MCI, and you worked for MCI, and I worked on the flip side of that. I worked for the telephone company during a time of upheaval, change, Judge Green, and the rest of the world. Oh, wow. And And I never thought that I would learn anything from that. But sometimes we're put in situations where when I reflect back, it's like you talk about in the book. I may not have understood what it means to be in an organization where upheaval and divestiture of people and projects that people that loved each other 
would teach me lessons about change and transformation. I'm going to take a short break and we come back. I want to talk with Parvis about this idea of change, transformation, and adaptability. Is it really true, adapt or peril, or is there another paradigm? I'm so great he's to have him joining me here today. His lessons are so soundproof for those of us in the world that truly have a vision to do great things and yet may not have the knowledge. This is what today's about. Toll free 1-800-930-2819 today in the show if you'd like to call in. We'd love to have you do that. But most importantly, do you have a dream? Are you ready to become a millionaire? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Hey, everyone. Meet my friends at the Maka team. The ancient Inca root vegetable Maka is known worldwide for its huge array of health benefits. As a family-run company of true maca specialists, the maca team is here to bring you the best maca the Peruvian mountains has to offer. Yellow maca, used to promote endurance, vitality, fertility, hormone health, and much more is on sale now. I love it. Visit themacateam.com to order yours now. Themacateam.com. Enlightening, humorous, and compassionate. Listen live to The Kelly Ballard Show, insight and inspiration from the great beyond. Kelly is a fourth-generation medium and intuitive who covers topics ranging from grief, spirit guides, and listening to your intuition. Kelly can help you get answers and guidance from the other side with a little bit of humor and a lot of healing. Tune in to The Kelly Ballard Show, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeleuceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. 
Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Wow, everyone. Welcome back. It is amazing. I was just talking to, you know, talking with Parvis during the break. And one of the things that I was sharing with him was that his book came across my desk at the right time. And we're going to talk about that today. What does that mean? You know, what happens when you have a dream and you have a passion uh, and you find yourself one day maybe less passionate? Maybe the dream is starting to see a little bit deflated. And uh, the, the thing that I love about this is that we get to hear from somebody that is inspiring other people to step out into the entrepreneurial world. And so when we, when we talk about this, we are going to talk about passion and purpose. Parvis, before we jump in, would you mind letting folks know, first of all, how they can get a copy of the book, 2020 Hindsight, um, as well as how they can find out more about you? Absolutely. Um, I have two books out right now, 2020 Hindsight, and the other one is called The Secrets of Wealth. They're both on Amazon. They both went bestseller. And I have a third book that'll be on Amazon in, I would think, two to three weeks or so, which will be a sequel to 2020 Hindsight with more lessons. And um, between the two 2020 hindsight books, you pretty much have all the lessons you need to make success a predetermined certainty in whatever endeavor you decide to jump into. Um, I also have a website. Uh, it's my name, parvisfiruzgar.com. You'll see pictures of me, my books, links to Amazon. Uh, and you can, uh, the easiest way, if, I mean, my name's a bit difficult to spell, just go to Amazon, type in 2020 Hindsight or The Secrets of Wealth. Uh, the one with Parvis Firuzgar as the author, well, that's me. And then you can use that spelling to type it in and get to yeah. my website, parvisfiruzgar.com. Yeah, and also, let me just tell everybody, if you want to go through Transformation Talk Radio or the Dr. Pat Show, just go right to our websites and just click on his picture. Click on the book. You're right there. Um, Parvis, thank you for today. It is really, I was sharing with you during the break that we are literally giving birth to something that (laughs) I didn't think in a million years when I was growing up in New York City and homeless at 17 that I would be sitting here talking with you about. Um, But passion and purpose has been the fuel and really listening to our listeners and listening to our hosts and people that have hosted on our network has been so important. In the last show, I said something interesting, and I would love for you to talk about it because you address it in the book. I said, you know, we're really not, quote, radio people. And someone said, well, Dr. Pat, if you're not a radio person, I don't know who is. And I thought about that, and I said, yeah, I guess we are radio people, but for a new kind of radio, 
for the kind that people can tap into and learn real things about change, their lives and their dreams. It's a new mainstream. And I wanted to ask you, passion, purpose, can it take us down the road of success and wealth? Will it fuel our dream, Parvis? Even more than that, it is the foundational requirement for you to become successful is to do something that you're really interested in, that you're passionate about. And the reason is actually, you know, in a way somewhat obvious and quite simple. Number one, if you're doing something you're passionate about, it gives you the motivation and the energy to get up in the morning and go to work. In fact, if you're doing something you love, it's not really work. It's something you look forward to. But more importantly, if you're passionate about something, you can learn everything you need to know about that subject, about that business, in very little time until you become an expert. And it's very important that you are able to do that. Have you ever tried to read something, a page of something you're just not interested in? You end up reading it over and over and over again, and it still doesn't sink in. But if you read something you're interested in, you can't get enough of it. Now, I want to give you an example on how this has worked for me. I've actually always taken this to the extreme. Every business that I've ever started since I was 21 years old has always been something that looked really interesting to me that I felt like I could be very passionate about, but that I knew absolutely nothing about. And I just jumped in, I went and did it anyway, and learned as I went along. And once I learned some basic lessons, the pattern was always the same. Within six months, I was an expert in the field. Within a year, I had a multi-million dollar company. This is in an industry that I knew nothing about initially, but I was very interested in it. Wow. You know, we have got a caller. I would love to go to the phones because we're just warming up here. I, you know, I wish we would have had booked you for two hours because there's so much to talk about. And, you know, you're absolutely right about reading the book. I could not put your book down. I have so many things underlined in here that I would need at least two hours to ask you about. But let's go to the phones because we've got the best listeners on the planet. Mr. Benny, who do we have? Yeah, we'll take Perry calling in from Hudson Valley, New York. Perry, welcome to the show. Hey, Perry. Thank you. Hello. How can we help you? I am calling um, for my son who's kind of undecided about going back to grad school. He um, has been working, graduated 2006, and then worked at one company for eight years. Semi liked it, and um, then got laid off because the company changed, um, it merged, and then he didn't work for a while, got a job, but he's not happy there really. It's not the kind of work he would like to do and wants to know if he goes to grad school, should it be full-time or part-time? Well, you know, first we would want to find out what your son is passionate about. What does he want to do? If money were not an object, what would he like to do? Would he like to be independent, be an entrepreneur, or does he prefer no. the idea of working in a corporation? What's he passionate about? Well, he did go to hotel school, which it was um, something he really loved, travel and the hotel industry. And then he got into really real estate with the hotel industry is where he really wants to go. 
but to get the kind of job he would like in the realty um, hotel industry, you would have to go back to hotel school or um, a realty business university. Okay. In terms of, uh, you know, school, college, university, here's the, um, say, the, the rules that I believe in, that I live by. If you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you have to go to university. You have to go to medical school or you have to go to law school. If you want to be, let's say, an accountant in a large corporation, you probably need to go to business school. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you don't want to go to college at all. The vast majority of successful entrepreneurs in the world either never went to college or quit college. And there's a specific reason for that. Most of what you learn in business school is theory. It has nothing to do with the real world, the street smart lessons that you need to learn to become a successful entrepreneur. Now, more than that, if you go to business school and then uh, take the leap into entrepreneurship, you're actually hindering yourself a little bit because business school puts you into a certain frame of mind that is really not appropriate for the real world uh, for entrepreneurs. And as an entrepreneur, we are problem solvers. We live outside the box. We use our creativity to overcome virtually any challenge, any problem. What you learn in business school is inside the box, and that's not where you want to live if you want to be an entrepreneur. I mean, you look at all the millionaires, billionaires out there who, who did it by starting their own businesses, started from nothing, virtually all of them quit college or never went in the first place. But this only applies to entrepreneurism. There are certain arenas, like I said, if you want to become a doctor, a lawyer, or a certain trade, then you have to go uh, and go to the appropriate school. Okay. What, what are you thinking? You sounded like you, you heard something here that you were uh, a little unexpected, right? Um, well, he does not want to be an entrepreneur because he, he's more on the quiet, shy side. Yeah. I think that's a little challenging and interesting. Yeah. Than where he is right now, and that, and to get a better job, and he feels that if he has the best um, university on his resume, he has one already, but he'd like another one that he would mm -hmm. maybe be given the job that he would really like, because he always gets passed over to somebody else that went to um, in the hotel industry, or you know, because that's what he originally wanted but he wants to combine the business with the realty and the hotel industry. And yeah. he's always getting passed up. I, what I would say is I would have him get a couple of copies. I would have him get a copy of uh, Parvis's book and check him out. Because, you know, when you're on a pass, that, and I'm just going to speak for myself, Parvis, in a minute here, just so you know. You know, I spent 24-plus years in, in uh, uh, the corporate world. And clearly from early, early onset, my nature wasn't to, to be in that environment. But here's the good news about me. I ended up working for a company 
that went through the most tumultuous change and transformation in the history of business. And what I learned in that environment was so extreme and so different. And Parvis and I were actually on opposite ends of this. I worked for the phone company during the divestiture time. And I was part of the divestiture team on the backside and part of the front side of six employees starting up the new research part of that company. That is unusual. Everything I learned from that, I use today in my own business. But I went back to school. And so for me, it was figuring out and getting the confidence in myself to know that I probably didn't have to go back to school, except so that the listeners can can name the show The Dr. Pat Show. So it's an interesting journey that your son gets to take. And Parvis, what would you like to say to the journey? Well, I, I think, you know, sometimes our intuition is, is our best guide. Yeah. Um, what is, what is your, your son's gut feeling, what he should do yeah. or what he feels like he wants to do? Yeah. You don't yeah. know, he has to figure it out. And, you know, uh, well, he really... would really love to live on the West Coast and maybe work for, like, Disney. There you go. In the reality. It's absolutely uh, nothing that, that would... Is uh, Disney is 20 minutes away from me. Uh, um, there is nothing that should keep him from doing that. That's right. right. So should he go back to school? Now, that's not... Or not, full, not that's our left brain that wants to get in. And that's going to have to be a conversation that, you know, he might want to work with Parvis. He may want to work with somebody to help him get to that. But yeah. sometimes logic for me in my life, logic and intuition did not live in the same planet. Because I wouldn't be here today talking with you. And this is a true story. If I didn't dial a wrong phone number 13 years ago, and I did not hang up, and within 10 minutes, I pulled out a credit card and bought my first hour of airtime. I did not go back to school for eight years to do that. See what I'm trying to say? So, so it, part uh, of this, your son... you a lot in your intuition? Uh, a lot? Are you kidding? I'm a girl from New York. Do we ever hang up? <laughs> do we ever stay on the phone for wrong phone numbers? Never. <laughs> in nope. 10 minutes... I bought an hour of airtime on an internet only. And, and look, this was 2003. So somehow, yeah. you know, there's something that we as individuals get to do in life that's not going to make any sense to the people around us. Right? Right. right? But okay. boy, I'm telling you, when we do it, we know in every cell of our body that it was the right thing to do, and we want more of it. And that's the passion and purpose, right. I think, Parvis, you were talking about. Absolutely. And a, about. and a great exercise is to determine what the actual passion is. And there's a couple things you can do yeah. to help zero in on that. One of them, a question I already mentioned, is if money were not an object, what would you be doing? Yeah. Then ask yourself, and this was something that was asked of, uh, of me when I was at a seminar once. Uh, the speaker said, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to write down the first thing that comes to mind. And the question is, who are you? And I immediately wrote down teacher. 
And this really surprised me. I never looked at myself as such. And then over the years, looking at the businesses that I've built, I've uh, come to understand that there are actually two words that define me, teacher and creator. I'm by nature an inventor, a creator of new systems, new businesses, books, um, and I like an ingredient of teaching to be in there. Now, we have to be a little careful when we try to determine what our core desires are, what our passions are, because you can ask someone and uh, say, what is it you want to achieve the most in the world? What would make you passionate? And the answer is, could be, I want to become wealthy. <laughs> but then we find out that's not actually the core desire, because if we ask the question, why do you want to become wealthy? Then the answer may be, oh, so I can spend more time with my family. Now we're getting closer to the core desire. So we have to be a little careful. And sometimes when somebody thinks they know what they're passionate about, we have to dig a little deeper by asking, why do you want to do that? And eventually we do get to the core desire, the real passion that's within us. I love it. I love it. Wow. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for this question. This is so actually what goes on in the, in the minds and the hearts of so many people. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with Parvis. The book is 2020 Hindsight. He's got other books out there. We'll give you lots of information. The phone lines are open. 1-800-930-2819, everybody. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. Tune in to the Angels and Ansu Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. What is a master soul gardener? With Nomi Bahar, you can be one too. Her revolutionary Gates of Power method is a comprehensive program that addresses every aspect of yourself and gives you the tools to tend to the seeds of your soul's garden. 
Let Nomi guide you through and beyond what's holding you back and help you embrace the life you've always dreamed of. To learn more about upcoming classes and workshops, visit gatesofpower.com today. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. What are vibes? We often use this word, but did you know vibes can actually be useful and help solve our everyday challenges? Embark on an exciting learning journey with Caitlin Keat, 11-time Visionary Award winner, specialist in vibrational energy, and the creator of Vibes Up. Join Caitlin as she takes you through the world of vibrational therapy and energy healing with natural solutions for a modern world. Visit VibesUp.com to learn more today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. What a great show. Uh, I I am so uh, eager, uh, Parvis. I can't wait till, you know, the book that you're currently writing comes out. But the book that I really could not put down is 2020 Hindsight. And probably because, you know, for many of us, you know, we're in our action mode, Parvis. We are here and we're saying, yep, we've got the dream. You know, we've put one foot in front of the other. Things are starting to come together. And, you know, today I was just talking to you during the break. You know, we are so ready to launch our crowdfunding campaign. And it seems like we just got a little bit of a hiccup with it and not really understanding what that's about. But fundraising or raising money to start or in our case to finish what we've started um, is a main part of the conversation if we're going to look at becoming an entrepreneur, isn't it? Absolutely, and I'm really glad you brought it up because a lot of people listening to you right now in their minds are going, well, this is all great, but it doesn't apply to me because I don't have the money to go out there and start a business. Right. Well, first of all, everybody needs to know there's enough money out there to fund every worthwhile project on the planet. But how do you get that money? Well, you don't want to go out there and look for the money. You can make the money come to you. I'm I'm saying that a little bit figuratively. What I mean by that is there are certain things that will attract money to you and to your project. Uh, We call these money magnets. Most people have the impression that, like, a good business plan will get the money they need. Um, Or a patent on a product will get the money they need. You know, these are money magnets. They do help, but they're not the primary thing that gets the money. The primary thing that gets the money is you. When I first started out, my first investor, um, I was basically a young kid with very, very little experience, but I had an idea, and I was so passionate and so determined that I found an investor to put $50,000 into this idea. And he didn't put it in the idea. He put it into me. 
And I want to give you an example of how this works and why you are the number one money magnet, not your idea, not your project, not your business plan or anything like that. Imagine for a moment you met me on the street and I approached you and I presented to you the absolute best business idea in the world and said, would you invest $20,000 into it? There's a really good chance that you would say no, because you don't know me, you don't know my history, you don't know my uh, series of successes or failures, which are also very important to our growth. You don't know anything about me, so no matter how good the idea is, you would say no. Now, imagine if you met Bill Gates, and he said, I'm starting a new business, I'm not going to tell you what it is, would you like to invest $20,000? What would you say? I would yes. say, can I invest $50,000? Right. We invest in people. So it is your passion, your determination, your history of successes or even, uh, you know, failures, which can be very, very important, very, they're your best, that's where your best learning experiences come from. All of that um, adds up to make you, and you're the one who attracts the money. So, uh, you know, and that's why a, a good team can be very important, too. If you, have, if you have Jack Canfield, you know, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, on your team, do you think you'll attract money? Probably. Uh, so it's very important to know that. Uh, a lot of businesses can be started with virtually no money or very little money. Uh, it is not out of reach to any of us, even if you do need fifty or a hundred thousand or more to start a business. You can learn how to raise money predictably. Um, this is the same thing as learning how to become successful. Raising money is a learned skill, so don't shy away from it just because you feel like you don't have the money. Well, and and, and what, that brings me to a different conversation, but it is related to money. Um, uh, I was um, I was talking with someone the other day, and I said to them, "You got to read this book." And I was talking about your book, so I'm really excited about the book that you're currently writing. And there are two things I I picked up from it. Uh, I uh, in addition to what we've already talked about, but two things that really I'm still thinking about. One of them, it, you talk about stay on trend. One of them you talk about stay on trend, which I'd like to talk with you about in a minute. But the other one that I really jumped up and down about was the idea of breaking the rules but not the law. And the reason I was really drawn to this is because some of us have grown up, Parvis, with the mentality that we don't ask for money, right? Right. You know, there is this mindset that we have that, okay, wait a minute. Did you work really hard for it? Do you, you know, do you think you really deserve it? And, and we can go on with the money stories about that. Um, but I believe that if you are an entrepreneur, there's a part of the money conversation that you've got to be willing to have with yourself. And I wanted you to, to talk to that for a minute. Absolutely. Because if, if we can't talk to ourselves about money – if we if we are afraid afraid to ask for money, even in the smallest of sales call, boy oh boy, that is an energy that could really put us back uh, back a little bit, don't you think? 
Well, you've just touched upon a whole lot of points, but I want to zero in (laughs) on the most important one of all, and this is also a foundational requirement for becoming successful, just like doing something you're passionate about, and that is your attitude towards money. The vast majority, this is an absolute proven fact, the vast majority of wealthy people out there made their money honestly through hard work and a lot of times in businesses that are really kind of boring, ball bearings or whatever it may be. Um, actually, there's a book that, that does this. It's called The Millionaire Next Door. Um, we don't realize that the vast majority of millionaires out there are driving 15-year-old cars. They don't <laughs> flaunt their wealth. They made their money through hard work. So if you believe that most wealthy people made their money dishonestly through sheer luck or inheritance, your chances for success success are essentially zero. If you believe that everything that has happened to you in your life that may be bad is someone else's fault, or you have a dependency mentality, your chances for success are essentially zero. So your mindset towards wealth, your orientation towards wealthy people is very, very important to your predisposition towards becoming successful yourself. It is, it is foundational. You cannot ignore this. So review how you view wealth, and that will tell you a lot about your chances for becoming successful. Yeah. Now let's take the next side of that. Because this is now, I, I don't like to stereotype. I really don't like to do it, and it's very few times that I've done it. But you know, the latest kinds of polls that are out there, you know, say that men do a better job in business asking for money, and women do a better job negotiating for the best deal. Now, I don't know if any of that's true. But I would love for you to address the idea of not recognizing one's full worth so that it's not even about money per se. Can you can you talk to that? Because a lot of times what happens is, you know, everything about our passion and our purpose is right on track. And then the minute that we sit down and we say, and you know what, guess what, you could this would be great for you to be able to work with us. How does fifteen thousand dollars sound? And yet at the same time folks struggle to ask for what their their value is do you find that in in the people that have uh, have have worked with you i do and you know something there's a chapter in my upcoming book 2020 nice. hindsight additional lessons that really addresses this point and it's the difference between two different types of people and um in in some ways, this may be totally accurate. In some ways, this may just be a label. But we have right brain thinkers and we have left brain thinkers. Left brain thinkers are very logical, structured, methodical, organized, goal-setting, to-do list, uh, you know, using types of individuals. Whereas right brain thinkers are uh, more creative, intuitive, um, you know, typically more spiritual, And we both use both sides of our brains, but we are typically dominated by one side. I am dominated by my left side. 
And um, it makes sense that if we are strongly dominated by one side, that we seek a partner who balances us out um, <laughs> by being on the other side. Right. And now business is obviously the domain of left-brain thinking. But business, even left-brain thinkers function better when they are balanced by a right-brain thinker because we have to be creative, too. We have to come up with new ideas, new things, and these come from the right side of the brain. Um, so, you know, knowing that these are simply two different types of individuals, two different types of thinkers, just like you have introverts and extroverts, uh, it makes sense to make sure that whatever you're going into, if you don't have the full balance within you, that you bring someone else on board who does. And another thing that I have found very important in business is when we determine what we are responsible for, our partners are responsible for, we need to keep in mind the things we like or dislike. Because if we're responsible for an activity we dislike, we tend to push it out, we tend to not do a really good job. Whereas our partner may do a great job because that's an activity he or she likes a lot. So that's also something to keep in mind. So, you know, what you mentioned, going out there and asking the money, some people have mm -hmm. absolutely no issues with that. And some people, it's like getting on stage for them. There's nothing more frightening in the world for them. <laughs> so, you know, a few things to keep in mind there. Yeah. And, and that really talks to, you know, what we started the show talking about and what the call was about. You know, it is really interesting, right? I mean, there are some people, and I have a friend like this, she has a passion and purpose, you know, to live in the world of finance, right? <clears throat> to work with people, to help them understand what that world is about and how they can use that for their greater good. Passionate, purposeful, amazing. And she's done a brilliant job at both integrating both the intuitive, the right and left brain. And that's one of our, our co-hosts here, Lynn Brown. She's masterful at it. And I know how rare that is, Right in the world we live in. But one of the things I want to, you know, mention is, well, there are two actually. First is I cannot wait, <laughs> cannot wait for your, your book to come out. But the other thing is I want to really uh, get back to, to, to this last point that I think we'll have time for today. I love this. I love that you put this in the book, break the rules, not the law. And boy, I'll tell you, for some folks, there's a fine line. But thinking outside of the box is really what you're talking about. I love what you've written here, Parvis. I, I'm telling you, I, if you were here, I would give you a big hug. <laughs> Thanks so much. Well, let me, let me address that point, break the rules yeah. and not the law. You know, entrepreneurs live outside the box. We, we are rule breakers. You know, um, look at Steve Jobs. He broke the rules in so many different ways. But the issue of breaking the law is not what it appears on the surface. Mm -hmm. What it really means is that even if you're a tiny, tiny business starting out, you need to know what the laws are and you need to follow them. First of all, honesty and integrity is another one of those foundational requirements uh, for becoming successful. You know, a dishonest, unethical person 
may make a quick buck, you know, and become, let's call it wealthy for a period of time, but I guarantee you he'll lose it all very quickly, okay? So honesty and integrity is very foundational. Um, so in terms of, you know, breaking the law, when you start out, you need to find out what the laws are in your industry, even ones that apply to industries across the board, human resource laws, because if you neglect something simply because you say, I'm too small, nobody's going to care, yes, you're right, you're too small, nobody's going to care, but you may become a big business a year or two from now, and if somebody starts to examine your business for whatever reason, a lawsuit, an audit, whatever it may be, they will go back in time, and they will go back to the point where you were operating out of your home office, and if you broke the laws, it will come back to haunt you. Now, I don't want this to scare anyone off, because finding out what laws apply is really quite simple. Human resource laws are really the most important ones, other than the ones that apply directly to your business, to your trade. Human resource laws in states like that I'm in, in California, are really important because California is very antagonistic towards employers. Um, but it's not difficult to comply with all the laws. If you get a payroll service like ADP or Paychex, they have programs that keep you completely compliant. It's not expensive. And you'll sleep better at night because you know that you're preparing for the day when you're a big business and all eyes are on you and you didn't do anything wrong on the path of getting there. And that's really important. I love it. I want to thank you for today. And I want to ask you this last question. I know there are so many things that I, I didn't get to. You know, what would you want to leave us with? What would be the personal message that you'd like to leave for us, something perhaps that I didn't get to today. And thank you so very much for joining me here. Thank you. Um, the main message is that anybody who's listening right now has the ability to become successful if they learn the right lessons ahead of time, has the ability to become wealthy if that's what they want. And as an adjunct to all the things we talked about, uh, we've talked about a lot of foundational requirements. I would recommend everybody out there become a student of personal growth material. Um, you know, Napoleon Hill, Dale Carnegie, Earl yeah. Nightingale, Jack Zufeld. You know, there are hundreds of authors out there. All that information is very important. And um, there's something that's really little known about the personal growth industry, other than the fact that it equips you to become a happier person, more in control of your future. But it is something that you need to keep up on a virtually daily basis, reading books, listening to audio recordings in your car, going to an occasional seminar, because the motivation it provides you with is like food and water. You can't drink and eat one day and expect not to have to drink and eat again. You can't go to the gym for a week and expect the gains to last. Mm. You have to replenish yourself. We've all heard of people who go to, let's say, a Tony Robbins seminar. They come back all pumped up, 
full of the right information, everything they need to launch their life on a trajectory towards success. And then three weeks later, what happens? Absolutely yeah. nothing. They're exactly back where they started. And the reason, the reason is none of these seminars tell you that the motivation has to keep going. But awesome. here's a promise I'll make to you. Please become do. a student of personal growth material. I guarantee you, you will become a happier person, partially because it will equip you with more control over your future, and that provides an enormous sense of comfort. Oh, I'm telling you, the, the greatest gift I've ever had was dialing that wrong phone number so that I could live here today and say I've had close to 8,000 conversations with people in the field of human potential, and you're one of them. Thank you so much, Parvis. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.